Welcome to Explore, Teach, Conserve, or the ETC podcast by the University of Minnesota Extension, where we talk with people about exploring, making discoveries, and solving problems to better manage our natural resources, and we share ideas to help you learn more and get involved. This is an older episode from when we used a different title, The Naturalist, but the conversation and ideas are still fresh. If you enjoy it, we hope you'll subscribe and listen to more episodes of Explore, Teach, Conserve, or the ETC. Welcome to the Naturalist Podcast by the University of Minnesota Extension. I'm Nate Meyer, and believe it or not, this is the final episode of our second season of the podcast. Stay tuned, though, for our new season starting in early 2021 with fresh new content, a new look, and great information about how to learn more and get involved. On this final episode of the season, it's my pleasure to talk with Mike Reichenbach from the University of Minnesota Extension's forestry program. He'll share some perspectives about the impact of Extension Natural Resources programming in northern Minnesota's forested regions and some of the opportunities and challenges that may just be ahead for us. Some of you may not be familiar with Mike and his Extension programming, so I asked him to tell us a little bit about his background. He also shared some special news about his future. Yeah, I've been with the University of Minnesota Extension since 1999, working with mainly private woodland owners to help them do the things they want on their property regarding taking care of their woods. I I really have evolved to helping people be better observers of their woods, to be better interpreters of the things that are happening around them that affect their woods and affect the landscape of private woodlands and forestry in the state. And I understand you have some changes on the horizon too? Yeah, so on December 30th of this year, um, after a career and extension of almost 26 years, 21 of them here at University of Minnesota Extension, um, I, w- I will retire. So this is an opportunity, I think, for me to kind of reflect back on some of the things that have happened both here and, and maybe some of the other places I've worked as well. Extension is sometimes described as a best-kept secret because the efforts of educators like Mike happen in the communities where they live and work, on the ground, and with their neighbors. Mike has been with Extension in northeastern Minnesota since 1999, over 20 years. He describes some of the important issues he's worked on and some memorable impacts of his efforts. Well, I can take a specific example, um, and, and there have been many, but I, I really want to focus maybe on, on two, and, and the first would be the work I've done on the North Shore of Lake Superior, and then I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the wood innovation work that I've done. But the work that I've done with the North Shore of Lake Superior has really focused on that narrow strip of land about one to three miles wide running from Duluth to Grand Portage. And within that area, there's about 26,000 wooded parcels of land. And I began working with Sugarloaf, the North Shore Stewardship Association, in 2000. 
on projects to reach out to woodland owners. And at that time, things weren't really well defined as to what direction this program would go. So we began teaching about how to plant trees, how to understand forests and how they grow. And it, and it was really a traditional class type setting. We would bring people into a classroom, give them a PowerPoint presentation, take them out in the woods, do a little bit of hands-on things, and, and we would get good feedback from that. But it was shortly after we started doing that that I began learning about something called scenario planning or, or futuring. And so I incorporated that into the classes. And as I began to incorporate ideas that encouraged landowners to think about what the past of the land was like, the history, and the future, it began changing people's perceptions of how they viewed their own ownership. And some of the things that have happened as a result of that that I think are, are really neat is, is landowners have told me, because I took your class and began thinking about my relationship to the land and why I enjoy being out here, I've gone ahead and purchased another 40 acres or another 260 acres, 280 acres. You know, they've really, some landowners have really gotten into it. And, and recently, there was a landowner who was in one of our classes, uh, two landowners, they, they, they gave a presentation on whose land is this? And it really reflects back to the 1854 treaty that was signed with the Ojibwe Nation. And how, what does that mean? You bought it, but it's got this shady history. And so encouraging people to think deeply about that. How does it change their relationship with the land? Does it become something that's more than just, I can extract some timber off of it? It becomes something that's alive that will live on into the future. And it has to do with relationships with other people. And I, and I think those stories that I hear from the people I've worked with, how it's changed their perception, are the most exciting things that, that I've had, you know, working with landowners everywhere in the state. So that, that's kind of the, the North Shore. Now, the, the wood innovation work, that, that really started with a, a relationship that I developed with a person at the Natural Resource Research Institute, University of Minnesota, Duluth. And as that developed and as I learned more about uh, the business side of forestry and business retention and expansion programs, I began applying some of the tools that the University of Minnesota, through their business expansion retention, to the wood innovation work that was really interesting to both Natural Resource Research Institute and the United States uh, Department of Agriculture. And, and so I worked on several grants funded through the USDA, but working with the Natural Resource Research Institute to reach out to, to woodland uh, businesses. And one of the things we started that was very interesting for me and I think helpful for woodland businesses is um, there was a group of us, some from the DNR, some from NRI, some from some of the other economic development organizations. We'd go out and visit businesses, interview them, video those those interactions, and then meet as a group to talk about what we what we saw and how we might be able to best approach assisting those businesses retain a share in the marketplace. And that that work has culminated recently in a in a rather large grant working on hybrid poplar and really looking to the future 
to see what are the opportunities for hybrid poplar as a biofeedstock or what's its place in a bioeconomy. And um, so that's that's been pretty exciting as well. Mike also described some of his favorite working moments, meeting with forest landowners and managers on their land, understanding their connections to the land and what makes the forest special for them. Nate, there's been so many favorite times. I'm having a hard time narrowing on, I think, one. But the things that come to mind are really the time that I get to spend talking with landowners and hearing about why why they enjoy being on their land. Not, not just why they bought it, but what is their connection with it? The, the question I would sometimes ask is, what is your favorite place on your property? And, and why is it so special for you? And, and I would get answers. And, you know, e- even in a how-to type class where we're teaching how to plant trees, I would get answers, you know, like, I, I really like the smell in, in this part of my woodland. You know, it, it just has this really neat aroma. And they would describe it and describe the place. And I would go, okay, you're sitting next to the stream. You're hearing the running water. And you've got northern white cedar right next to you. And, you know, it doesn't get a lot better than that. And, and so, you know, as a forester, I can look at that and go, you know, if, if you were doing a timber harvest on the land, you would try to protect those types of areas and protect those special places. Or if someone said, you know, I, I really like sitting on this little ridge so that I can hear the ducks when they come in to land on the pond. You know, it, it tells a lot, I think, about the person. Those are the special times when I, when I get to meet one-on-one with that landowner and, and talk to them. I asked Mike about opportunities and challenges on the horizon that will be important for Extension to tackle in Minnesota communities in the coming years. He focused on our changing demographics and social environmental equity. I think there's there's several challenges. When when we look at natural resources, you know, there's some big ones. Climate change might come to a lot of people's minds, and I think that's really important. And what's that going to do to our forests? Invasive species is another. I think one that that we've addressed in, in, in our classes on the North Shore when we started doing futuring is we looked at what is the state's demographics? What, what's our population look like as far as diversity? How many people, Black, Indigenous people are there in, in the state? And how many of those own land? And is that number increasing? And if not, why not? Uh, recently, I found out that, for example, the Black farmer population in Minnesota has actually declined since 1939. And, you know, so, so why is that? Why is that happening? And I think that's going to be a really big challenge for Minnesota when we look at diversity issues. I asked Mike about where you can learn more about natural history and forestry. And he echoed many others in our podcast this season by suggesting you get outside exploring and observing use some of the innovative apps that make it easier to identify the nature around you and connect with community partners? Well, I I think the first place to go would be get out in the woods right in your backyard. And if you don't have a woods, get out in your backyard and observe. You know, when we talk about a naturalist podcast, which is what we're talking about, I I recently talked to a colleague that works with the, the Master Naturalist Program. 
and told her one of the really cool things about the, the forestry program is the National Woodland Owner Program now really focuses on helping the participants make that connection with nature and observe and, and be inquisitive. And she said, that's being a naturalist, Mike. <laughs> so, so the first place to go is you know, get out, get out on the land and, and observe. And then as you have questions, there's so many places to go. Some of them are new online apps on your phone, which when I started this uh, work more than 20 years ago, I've only been with Extension here 21 years, but 42 years ago, of course, the phone had a rotary dial on it and it was tied to the wall. And, and so now we've got these apps that we can use like iNaturalist. You know, of course, you can go to the University of Minnesota Extension website. You can go to the Master Naturalist website. You can go to those places. But I'd encourage folks to get connected with their local nature centers. You know, I've mentioned Sugarloaf, the North Shore Stewardship Association would be one example. Um, Minnesota Forestry Association, you know, connect with other people who have similar interests to you. And whether that's online or as we can meet face-to-face, face-to-face, I think both are important. Mike is also an avid forester and naturalist, and he's been exploring his own yard in a local park during the pandemic. Getting out in, in the backyard here has been one of the things that I've been doing. I've got three quarters of an acre on a on a lake here, but I think I've kind of rediscovered the opportunities I have at a local state park just just four miles from my house, and that's Moose Lake State Park. I've gotten out there and been able to walk the woods and do some video work for a plant ID class that was developed this year, and, and it's become a really nice go-to place for, for both my wife and I to get out to observe and be inquisitive. I also asked Mike, what's next after he retires at the end of December? So after December 30th, um, I know that I'll continue being involved with uh, forestry in different ways in the state. Probably most immediately, I will continue being involved with the North Shore Forest Collaborative and with Sugarloaf, the North Shore Stewardship Association, uh, and, and hopefully continuing meeting different landowners throughout the state and and hearing about why they care about their woodland and helping them along the path of better understanding where they might go with it. Are you going to do camping or anything? Well, yeah, on a personal note, we're, we're, both my wife and I are looking at uh, two things. One, we really like wilderness uh, camping and canoeing. And in Minnesota, a lot of people think about the Boundary Waters Wilderness Canoe Area, and that's a wonderful place to go. I spent 12 days up there this last summer, so that was a good connection. Because we live so far north, it's not that much farther to go to go up to like Red Lake, Ontario, and then go up into some of the provincial parks up there for a truly unique wilderness experience and I'm hoping to do about three three to four weeks at a time out in the woods. Finally, I asked Mike the same question that I've asked everyone this season of The Naturalist. What is a hashtag or a brief message that you wish would really take off like millions of people are sharing it? He kept it concise and very much aligned with his extension efforts. 
I've said it a couple of times already in, in this uh, interview, observe nature and be inquisitive. Sincere congratulations on your retirement, Mike. We've office just a door away from each other for well over a decade, and I'll miss crossing the hallway to discuss natural resources issues, program ideas, and strategies with you. On behalf of all of your Extension team members, we wish you the best in your retirement. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of The Naturalist. Huge thanks to Mike for joining us. Visit extension.umn.edu and click Learn About and Natural Resources to learn more about forestry, wildlife, or other dimensions of our environment, as well as finding your way to the resources that Mike described today. This is our final episode for the 2020 season. It was recorded over Zoom from our homes during the coronavirus pandemic. We hope you enjoyed the opportunity for some advanced training during your daily walk, while gardening, or while sitting at your desk. Give us a thumbs up or drop a comment to let us know you value the podcast. Pass it along to others. And keep your eyes open for the next season of episodes starting early in 2021 with a fresh new look and interesting new content. In the meantime, we hope you continue to stay safe, be healthy, and we hope you enjoy nature in place over this winter season.